0: Behind him, the three younger children were preparing for their day. He heard shrieks and curses, the kicking and slamming of doors. The radio was on, and they were playing records too. Acid Rain and the oncogenes were shaking the walls with their current hit single. Ted Hughes? Colin asked. Larkin? There would be perhaps ten minutes' grace before the children erupted down the stairs to fall on their breakfasts and begin their daily round of feuding amongst themselves and insulting their parents. Colin examined himself in the mirror at the bottom of the stairs. He wished that Sylvia would move it, so that he did not have to begin every day with a confrontation. Perhaps he could ask her. He did not think of moving it himself. He had his spheres of action. This was not one of them. He saw a man of 43, with bright blue eyes, thinning hair, and what he described to himself as faded good looks. But no, he thought, courtesans are faded. Schoolmasters are merely worn. He saw a kind of helplessness in the face of family and wider society, a lack of fibre, both moral and dietary. Listening to the racket above, He solaced himself with a quotation. They fuck you up, your mum and dad. They may not mean to, but they do. Sylvia was in the kitchen already. He thought he could hear her special muesli mix cascading like a rockfall into a dish. But instead, he found her in the middle of the room, head tipped back, gazing upwards. What a mess, she said. The entire ceiling and the upper third of the walls were coated with the black, smeary deposit from yesterday's fire. Lizzie, the daily, had opened the door from the hall, and there it was, stinking smoke billowing everywhere. Lucky she had presence of mind, or it would have been far more serious. "'I can't see why it's so greasy,' Sylvia said. "'It isn't as if we ever fry anything.' She gave a little hitch to the pants of her tracksuit. The whole room will need repainting. Probably the whole as well. Yes, all right, Colin said, going to the table. He was sick of hearing about the fire. Can I have an egg? Well, be it on your own head, Sylvia said. You've had two this week. You know what the doctor said. I think I'll be reckless for once. Colin opened the fridge. Was young Alistair at home when this fire started? If he was, he won't admit it. He's the source of most of the calamities round here, isn't he? And I can tell you now, he broke off, where's a pan for this egg? Where it always is, Colin. I can tell you now, I'm not doing the repainting. He ran the tap. Either Alistair does it, for a fee if necessary, or we get somebody in. "'Sylvia picked up an orange from a straw basket on the worktop. "'I don't see why you can't do it.' "'She tossed the orange into her left hand and it slapped against her palm. "'It's the end of term soon.' "'True. i have one day's summer holiday and then i start on next year's timetable.' "'Sylvia's eyes followed him as he moved about the kitchen. "'Are you having bread?' she asked, her tone incredulous.' Striding about in her bright blue tracksuit, Sylvia would never have been taken for a mother of four. Suzanne, the eldest, was eighteen now. Her mother was waiting hopefully for the day when someone would mistake them for sisters. It was mysterious, this matter of Sylvia's age. At twenty, she had looked forty. All the girls on her street wanted to look like their mothers. The youth cult passed her by. At thirty... She looked forty still, square and deep bosomed, with her hair bleached and lacquered in the way she had worn it on the day she was married. Then, at some stage, Colin couldn't pinpoint it, she had stopped getting older. She took herself in hand. She bought a leotard and went timidly to a class at the church hall. She stood watching, her hands splayed self consciously to hide her pannier thighs. The next week she bought a tape of disco music and started dancing. She clumped over the fitted carpets.